Good morning, Faith Fellowship. Good morning. It's been a minute <laughs> since I've uh, seen you. So glad to see you. So glad to have Serene back with me. So now all is well <laughs> in the world just to have my buddy back with me. Hey, if you have your Bible, be turning to Acts chapter 17. We're going to get started with looking at um, these continual works of the apostles. You know, if we made a full sentence out of it, it'd be like the actions of the apostles. And so we need to kind of uh, dive into this next chapter here and just some of the things that we're going to look at. We'll go kind of from Thessalonica to Berea, and then we'll have that sermon on uh, Mars Hill are the uh, areas that we'll cover over uh, the coming weeks. And so what I want to do first, though, is uh, read the text, and then, uh, and then we'll kind of dive in. <clears throat> it says in chapter 17, verse 1, Now when they had passed through Amphilop uh, Amphilopolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where it was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them in three Sabbath days, reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren to the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also, whom Jason hath received. And these do all, excuse me, all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the other, they let them go. Verse 10, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. And so really, I would say of 10 is 10a is kind of where all of that ends and then you you got to remember something remember there was a vision that paul had of a man of macedonia saying come help us and so this is part of that trip now one of the things in terms of macedonia that you kind of understand and really looking at a lot of whether it was britannica or just other uh encyclopedias Ancient Macedonia has an interesting history and a lot of wars and a lot of things that have gotten it to the point that it is now. So in your Bible, when we get to uh, chapter 18, it's going to talk about Achaia. So what happened was, is since Rome has taken over, the, this is all what would be Greek territory, okay? This would have been run uh, by the Greeks really up into all of anything before prior to Christ. And so Hannibal... This would have been around his time, uh, Alexander the Great, ar around his time. There are a lot of wars. There's like four major wars that kind of take place. And there's, it's divided into these four areas, but now it's in two. Okay, and the Rome, and Roman rule has made Macedonia this kind of two 
northern and southern version of it, okay? So when you see in the Bible, it's talking about Macedonia, it's talking about the northern side. And that's gonna involve these cities that are mentioned here, Thessalonica, Philippi, Neapolis. Um, I think there, there's one more of those cities that is a part of that, okay? So just so geographically, you can kind of get your, your bearings. And so he's passing through these cities. It doesn't say much about these cities in terms of what he did, but the reason that he's going to Thessalonica is because it's a populous city. It's a big city. Some historical uh, uh, text that I read said that it was like the capital. And so that would make sense. Remember, one of the models that we have here that we didn't develop ourselves, but just something that we see in scripture is key men and key cities. Okay, and so Thessalonica is a key city. And we know from the book of Thessalonians, man, there's great fruit. I mean, that's a great book. It's an encouraging book. It talks and explains, obviously, like, hey, take the panic out of you. The rapture hasn't taken place. Keep doing what you're doing, right? Like, and so we know this is a fruitful time in the midst of the fact that what we're going to see here is challenging. And so it's this challenge and even just in the state of things to bring it to 2022 for us and where we are as a class. And remember, like I've said, we kind of, we have uh, some challenges that we've endured. I don't, listen, listen, I don't want you to think <laughs> that my health being questionable for the better part of this year is by accident. Absolutely. There is something at work in play in order to stop what it is that God is wanting to do with me and with this class. Okay, so when we're looking at constant persecution, suffering, we need to dial in and really pay attention. How is it that a person that just got freed from jail, freed, even though the Lord freed him, <laughs> truly, and had to use his Roman citizenship. And now I got to travel and you know, this is not easy. We're not taking an Uber. I'm not taking, you know, this is not an easy travel. A lot of walking, boat rides, camel rides perhaps, all of these things, horse rides, uncomfortable. Everything I mentioned is uncomfortable, <laughs> right? And so now here it is, we are again, and we have to deal with lewd fellows. How many know what it's like to spiritually have fatigue? Where you just get to a point where you're like, okay, Lord, you are trusting God for something for this year. You are trusting God for something in your life, some, something that you are saying, Lord, I'm in. I, you raise your hand. You're like, Lord, I'm, you got me. You have all of me. And the, as soon as you're like, amen, within a few hours, within a few weeks, within a few months, you have something huge that's staring you in the face. And you're like, how am I gonna get through this? Guys, I, I think that we don't, we don't see that, but to not understand or think that it could not pro, uh, possibly cross Paul's mind and Silas's mind of just the fatigue of man, Again, <laughs> trouble again. And so I, I'm, I'm praying that you are encouraged this morning because I, I believe that this, 
what it is that God gave me must be shared with you. And, and we got to dial in here. And so let's just start. Verse one. Now, when they had passed through, I'm, I butchered it the last time. <laughs> Amphipolis. Amphipolis. All right. Let's go with that. Sure. <laughs> and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. Where was the synagogue of the Jews? And so right now, right out the gate here, <laughs> my brother's going to kill me if I don't advance these slides. <laughs> right out the gate here, I got something, a message for you. Keep fighting. Man, I just left Philippi. I just, I just had this crazy situation. Things get out of hand. I get thrown in jail. I get beaten. I get thrown in the stocks. I'm in the bottom. And, and now I'm here. And I, how do I move to that next stage instead of just going home and going back to Antioch and just saying, you know what? Somebody else go out there. You, you do it. I'm, I've had it. I'm going home. Keep fighting. Listen. Christian, don't let previous hardships create a faithless response. Don't let previous hardships create a faithless response. See, what we need to be looking at is the fact that these hardships and what we're dealing with have lessons in them. So the best way for you to possibly get not only just get through for the sake of getting through, but get through and thrive is you need to be asking the Lord, what are you trying to teach me? What do you want me to learn about this time? What is it that I need to set my heart to? Because listen, the minute that you engage in that kind of dialogue, those prayers and opening up, you're already submitting yourself to him. You're opening yourself up for him to be able to guide and direct you through that hardship. Listen to what it says here in Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but listen, but we glory in tribulations also. Why? How can we possibly do that? knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Let's just pause right there for a minute. A lot of time, listen, God is not a genie. And a little bit, you know, it's like we treat our faith like that. I rub the Bible, I show up at church a few times, and I expect, Lord, you're just going to do whatever I ask because you work for me. Man, listen. <laughs> the patience that is necessary to see something through is like that you trust him in the moment, in the midst of his hardness. When, man, when I'm laying on my back, or I'm just, I just said to somebody, I transfer from one bed to the next, from the bedroom to my couch bed, <laughs> itching, uncomfortable, headache, all of, just all of that nonsense, I, I have to trust the Lord in the moment and not get frustrated. Not get tired of being sick. I'm, I mean, a, a little bit like that's in the back of my Like, I'm tired of being sick. I, I just want to be healthy. And the Lord's like, be patient. Be patient. Seek me. So listen, that patience, is that, that's going to mean that you're going to be seeking him. So what are you asking the Lord for? And are you actually putting your trust in him? Just because you asked him doesn't mean that he's going to answer right away. 
Guys, this is absolutely a test of our faith. The tribulation and things that Paul is having to endure is working a patience in him that is truly revealing where his heart stands. If he doesn't care about those people, he's going home. I know that there are some resolutions you may have given the Lord this year, but listen, that trial is going to test whether or not you are about that. Are you going to actually make those changes? Are you going to actually be maybe more available for the Lord? Excuse me, more available here. The next thing that you see that it gives you is experience. Guys, what we see here from Paul coming out of that is now he is gaining, okay, I got this little Roman citizenship. I'm going to have to pull that card out of my back pocket, <laughs> maybe again. And he absolutely will. Matter of fact, throughout the rest of Acts, we're going to see him use it time and time again. There is a lesson not only in terms of the patience aspect, but there is some way that you're going to learn something. You got a lesson that you got to learn in this hard place that we are in. I'm saying we, because listen, you in this class and we are together. And if you ain't got trouble, it's coming. We're not playing games in here, right? We've already said in terms of the class, we have a vision statement. We've already said what it means for us to be good members in standing in this class. And because you guys have set your heart to that, you have a multitude of different things you're dealing with. I'm actually surprised that our, our time in prayer is, is, not, is not longer. So listen, let me just tell you something. Perhaps it is that you need to, uh, we need to lift these things up. Don't try to ramble yourself through this. I'm so encouraged that this guy is, is, is continuing him and his team continuing to move forward, continuing to just keep plowing ahead. Guys, we have to do the same thing. Because see, here's the other thing on the backside of that experience is hope. And hope maketh not a shame. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And if you've been with me for any amount of time, you know that that hope is not the hope like we think, where it's like, maybe this will happen. That hope is a guarantee. So what is that guarantee? The hope is his return. And the hope is that he will have his reward in his hand. And if I endure and continue, then there is reward waiting for me. That's the hope. That's why I can't just go home. That's why I can't just quit. That, that's why I can't just stop doing whatever it is that the Lord laid on my heart to lay at his feet. You realize that resolution of any good came from him. And he means to have you walk through that completely and see its entirety. Paul and Silas gained wisdom as a result of the things they dealt with in Philippi. And they're encouraged to continue on and to keep going. And in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says this, just so we know and that we have our head on straight on how it is that we're going to approach 2022. It says this right up front, be sober. 
Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. And so listen, this leads me to the key point of this whole thing. Don't be shocked or sad about your afflictions. Be steadfast. You got to choose that and decide right now. There is no way all we're going to ever do is look at Paul in a more heroic way versus looking at a person that actually just did something that we are also capable of being steadfast. There is a resistance that we can absolutely give the enemy just from being steadfast. Where, am, where do I seek for my help? Where do I find my peace? Do I remember the message? If I felt so, so moved, Paul, from this vision that I had of a man of Macedonia say, come and help us, I can't all of a sudden get out of that as if, have I completed my task just because it was hard? No. So I got to show up somewhere else. And I got to find this key city. And I got to keep working this thing until the Lord says, hey, enough. Go somewhere else. That's what being Holy Spirit, uh, excuse me, Holy Spirit led means. I'm walking, I know what the plan is. And listen, the circumstances try to tell me everything else. We can honestly agree with Paul, man. Hey, I get it, brother. If he decided to go home and get a refresher and just kind of, man, I need a break. We get it because we thought that way. But boy, you remember sometimes when you've taken a break from the Lord, did that work out for you? And it lasted longer than you needed it to, right? Because you don't need a break from the Lord. You don't need a break from the Lord. Listen, let me give you a promise. I didn't put it on the slide, but it's in my notes here. First Corinthians 15, 58, you know it. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, period. Everything that you're doing, everything you're trusting God for this year, everything that you have said that you wanted to be about, you want to know your word more, man, you're in LFBI, and, you know, we're getting close to that point where the drop-off starts happening, people start getting a little little weak on their studies, <laughs> right? I Be steadfast. The Lord told you that. Satan didn't tell you to go to LFBI. <laughs> Come on, man. You heard that command from the Lord. You know you need to learn your word. I got this situation. This thing came up and all that. Okay, well, guess what? You better carve out some time, get caught up. You got quizzes to turn in, so I'm just telling you. <laughs> None of this is in vain. Learning our word is not in vain. Showing up to Bible study is not in vain. Being here at church is not in vain. Sharing the gospel, making disciples, equipping leaders, helping churches that will do the same is not in vain. You have set your heart to something this year. There is a plan that you want to go on some missions trip. Do not 
Do not, listen to me, do not waver off of that. Set your money aside. Be ready to go on these trips. You have to pay attention just to the small details of this. And so as we continue on and Verse two, three, and four says, and Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas and other devout Greeks, a great multitude and other chief women, not a few. Get this down. When we respond in faith, God always shows up. When we respond in faith, God always shows up. So how did God show up for Paul? He was given time to reason in the scriptures. A lot of times, <laughs> he might not make the day. Not this time. He's given time there. He was given their attention. You see that it says three Sabbath days and there's no upper, there's no tomatoes, no rocks up against his face. They're listening, considering, pondering. And then lastly, if you haven't paid attention in verse four, it says, and some of them believed. Some believe, y'all. So here, let me, let me just ask this question. Isn't it worth it for some? Whatever struggle that you have going on and some, something you have set your heart to in some way that you want to be more evangelistic, you want to invite more to your Bible study, you want to get out in the neighborhood more, you, you know, just you're thinking gospel related, but now you're sick. Your money's weird. You may have lost your job. Relationships are weird. Your kids are acting up. Isn't it worth it for some? 1 Corinthians 9.19, I have here, just as a reminder of myself, Paul's devotion to Jesus reveals his heart for people, y'all. For though I be free of all men, yet I have made myself servant to all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law and as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law as without the law, being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Man, that is just good. See, remember now, we kind of joke in here, we say like, you're a ninja, right? Because me and Rashad like ninjas. So that's just, we're going to mention that. <laughs> You're a ninja in a situation that the Lord is like, there are some in your area of influence that is not my some. Your some is maybe in your house. Some of you, some is in your neighborhood or at work. You can't quit. The Lord saved you and put you in that situation, that very unique situation for the some that's going to come out of that. Man, I, listen, I, I want to see who, which ones are they? 
perhaps I could even see how God showed up and turn that into a prayer for, for ourselves. That Lord, would you give me time to reason in the scripture with this individual and Bible study? And that, listen, that you would get beyond fear to start Bible study with some, a stranger at work. And remember, like we said, let's, let's, let's do work properly. Let's work when we are at work. But when it's break time and lunch time, perhaps that time is Bible study time. Maybe it's before work. Maybe it's after work, whatever. I, you, you know, you work that out. But like, can you ask the Lord for time to be able to do that with people? Are you doing that? Are you just hoping just randomly? Okay, I heard it at church. And then I just hope that I walk in and somebody will go, what must I do to be saved? And may I be in a Bible study? <laughs> Man, I'm still waiting on that dude to show up, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't know. That person, <laughs> right? The uh, what must I do to be saved? And I'm ready to join a Bible study. Do you know of one? No, that person don't exist. I was talking to a brother I was having lunch with. And he was talking about how it is that he ended up here at church. Two years, y'all, two years of guys asking him to come to Bible study. Two years. We got to develop that patience. We got to develop that patience. Can we ask the Lord to have the people uh, that we would get their attention. Now, I'm telling you that they're watching you because, you know, you came in with your uh, Living Faith Tampa t-shirt on at work. So now they kind of like, Living Faith, you know, you got your LFBI t-shirts, Living Faith Fellowship hats. You're kind of, there's some identification. Maybe you kind of, you don't chuckle at the little awkward statements that are being made at work. So people are already paying attention. But are they paying attention in enough in a way that it is Holy Spirit led? And that now when you get in front of them, you ask them, you've already been asking them for the Lord to keep showing up, just as it was for this individual that I was talking about the two years. And he said that it was interesting at school. He was he got asked to be a part of Bible study, blew it off, got asked by somebody else. He's like, but I was getting random haze. He was like, and when I showed up to Bible study, all them random haze was all them guys in Bible study. Because now they pinpointed him. And now all of them are saying, Lord, this individual. Two years. God, we need faith like that. And the Lord surely will give us fruit. Guys, it's not like the Lord is just have us out here banging our head up against the wall. I know, listen, as much as the world will fight back <laughs> from not like blowing you off or not, not taking your invites or any of those things, I get it. It can be very frustrating having to deal with that. But here's the thing. He's not driven by the individuals that aren't going to. He's driven by the ones that will. The sum. That's a, man, that's a, that's a heart that, well, just honestly, I think, you know, just in terms of a viewpoint and, and being evangelistic, where maybe that's not our strong suit, but just being evangelistic where you, Lord, I want the sum. So I might have to get in front of many and hear many go, no, 
but there will be some that will, and it will make all of it worth it. That's what I love about Paul. Verse five, it says, uh, but the Jews which believe not moved with envy and took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort and gathered a company and set all the city on an uproar and assaulted the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren into the rulers of the city crying, these that have turned the world upside down are come thither, hither also, whom Jason hath received. And these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the other, they let them go. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. Get this down. The heart of the lost reveals what they are devoted to. You know, earlier we saw, we said Paul's devotion to Jesus reveals his heart for people. But I'm telling you, the heart of the lost reveals what they are devoted to. In John 15, 19, it says, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. And so there's this growing hatred because now what he's talking about is this freedom, the kingdom of God, the spiritual kingdom that I can get in by faith and putting my faith in Jesus Christ. That this one that's crucified not that long ago long enough ago that, uh, you know, if you have some little kids that are growing up in this time, they may not know who that is, but this is an event that would have been on the world stage. Everybody, at least in the for sure, the surrounding area would have known who it is we're talking about. And for him to be able to clarify and say, it is this Jesus that you need to put your trust in and you can enter into his kingdom. Guys, man, Paul is dividing it up and, and, and laying it out there. But here's the deal. That's against the agenda of the world. And there's something about this that you are, you are kind of picking up on. Do you notice that these devout men, just because you're devout, doesn't mean that uh, it qualifies who you're devoted to. See, these are some devout individuals that are showing up and they're devout all over the place, but we would say of terrorists that they could be devout, right? And so now these individuals are terrorizing them and because their devotion is to the flesh, well, there is something that we need to be forewarned about and just understand just the true ugliness of how this can go in terms of the fruit of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies. There you are, you made the list. Murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And listen, here's the deal. These individuals have made their choice. At the point that they have made war with Paul concerning the things that he's open and alleged, these individuals have made their choice. And if you continue in that, there is nothing good that's gonna come from that. 
So much so their continuation of that really just has a destination that will be eternally separated from the Lord Jesus. This is why Paul has care for them because he's not concerned about their devotion. He is wanting to transfer them from the counterfeit kingdom to the true kingdom. And these individuals have made their choice, but now we hear about Jason. So what about Jason? Jason, if you would just put a note in your Bible or just write a note in, in Romans 16, 21, we find out he's actually a kinsman of Paul. The verse reads like this, Timotheus, my fellow worker, and Lucius and Jason and Sassipater, my kinsmen, salute you. So we see, oh, okay. So while you were there opening and alleging, the house that you were staying in is Jason's house. And every, they saw you going in and out of here. So now this is, uh, this is not so good <laughs> for Jason. His household was assaulted, assaulted by the angry mob in verse 5. And then you see Jason and the other brothers of the faith are brought in front of the rulers of the city, six and seven. And then you have that hospitality that is being shown, Paul, at least by accusation of those that are kind of uh, mentioning this in verse seven and accused of being contrary to Caesar. And so to this, I say, Jason household, brethren, congrats, you are suffering just like Paul. And so listen to me, faith fellowship. Perhaps it is. You may not have been sick the way I was sick, but maybe you got some other thing and you got a choice you got to make. And you're in a place right now where you're, you're deciding whether or not you're going to continue to move forward in faith and be steadfast and unmovable, or you're just going to flinch to the point where now it's like you fall back and you go back to your old self and you go back to the old things that you we're doing before that brought you no, no pleasure, really just brought you shame. Like, man, why go back to that? It's like handcuffs. Why go back to that? See, I, I like this in terms of how I'm reminded here. First Peter 5.10, it says, but the God of all grace who have called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, it does something. And now Jason, Household, brethren, faith fellowship, you get to be a part of that. I want to understand biblically that perfection that only will come from suffering. You know that there are lessons there, that establishing that comes from suffering. Because now why? I will have to make choices that say, Lord, I'm still following after you. That strength that comes because I've seen how the Lord moved. And so now my position doesn't change so easily off of its footing because I, I'm like, I know what God did and that. And I trust that he will be with me in this. It is different. It may feel the same, but it's different. And so I still will have to put my trust in him. Can you do that? And the last thing, even of that verse, is understanding it will settle you. How long have you been unsettled? How many years have you been unsettled? You cannot take these positions and be like Paul or even like Jason, who doesn't tell the whereabouts of, of his kinsmen. 
he really just stands in the moment. He deals with whatever he has. And then, of course, just like normal, because once these, you got to understand these rulers of the city in Thessalonica, they're going to have representatives of Rome there. And so just like what keeps happening when the accusations from the mob come to the Roman uh, leadership, the Roman leadership is like, well, I mean, it's not against the law what's happening. So let him go. <laughs> right. And so they let him go. Now we still got to get, hey, Paul, we got to get out of here. Uh, nighttime comes. <laughs> like, you got to get going. But man, listen, I love that the, lad, the next time you hear about Jason is in, Rome, is in Romans and you don't hear anything else poorly about him. And you got to think that, man, this guy, he stands his ground. So now Faith Fellowship, you can look at me and see the different issues that I've had just in this year. I think I have been out as much as I have been in this year, just from health. That has never been the case. It is clear to me that this is an attack and I understand what I have to do, but now I'm looking at you and saying, will you do the same? Will you be my Jason in the narrative? Will you stand with me and also take the suffering and understand where it's coming from? Will you stand your ground on whatever it is that you told the Lord you're going to be about and that you will continue to do? Faith Fellowship, I'm asking you because I want you to be there. There is fruit waiting for you. But listen, you're going to have to continue. You got to keep doing the things that we're doing. And so, man, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to you and I love you and I see what you're doing. Let me be very clear. I see what you're doing. And I love it. But guys, we, we could tremble in this moment. Tremble to the point that we fall away. And nothing good is going to take place. And we will have no fruit. And last, this year will go like last year. And so listen, I, wanna, I wanted to just take a little time that you would get into some groups here, because I think it was profitable. I was listening last week. I was so thankful, just Brother Sean, just to be able to stand up and, and deliver the word. But I think it's good for us to just maybe slow down a minute and just look at this passage and say, Lord, I need help standing fast. I need help. I want to retreat. I, I don't want to come to Bible study. It's too far. It's inconvenient. It's not the right time. I don't want to come to church. It's too far. It's inconvenient. It's not at the right time. I don't want to share the gospel. I don't want to take somebody through discipleship. But listen, your heart at the beginning of the year, you told the Lord you were going to do that. So continue. So listen, let's break up into uh, our groups and understand in terms of what we see. Paul and Silas continue in their work. There's a revelation of their devotion to Jesus by the fact that they continue in that work and who they are speaking to. Their heart for the people is, is clearly known. You have places and spaces that perhaps just in who you came with, okay? So let's say two, three, no more than that. And let's just spend some time just kind of talking through this and, and work some things out. And then can we end in prayer? Can we end in prayer that says, Lord, I hear you. I realize that there are some things I need, I, I need to continue in. Lord, help me to do that. Okay? 
And then once we end in prayer, then, uh, then we'll be dismissed. I won't, I won't come back up. I just organically, you just pray and then go do what you got to do. Okay, but let's, let's discuss this.